Hi, there's just a couple of things I want to talk about in today's podcast, revolving around basically the same subject. Um, I had a discussion with one of my one of the candidates we prepared for cases yesterday, and we're basically talking about perceptions and the capabilities of the different firms. Probably is the best way to describe it. And uh, we had quite a long discussion, but basically he pointed out to me that, you know, based on the comments I'd made about Deloitte and Accenture and so on, obviously I don't have a very high opinion of these firms. And the one thing I wanted to share in this podcast is maybe the context for some of those um, postings and what or how to interpret the comments we put in about pod, about Accenture, Deloitte and so on. So I think the first thing to no- note is that Firms Consulting is a dedicated training uh, partnership that helps place people at primarily BCG, McKinsey, Bain, Roland Berg. I mean, we do place people at Booz, to some extent AT Kearney and so on, but primarily we target the big four, including Roland Berger, Booz to some extent, and we've placed people at Deloitte, Accenture and so on, but we don't specialize in them. We don't, we don't, if someone comes up to us and says, Michael, I want to apply to Accenture, Deloitte, and A.T. Kearney, can you help me? We, would actually, we actually decline those people. Because while we could do it, it's not our specialization, and we just specialize in the largest PR advisory firms, the so-called strate- strategy firms, even though they, they don't only do strategy, they do a lot of operations work and so on. So let me just put the, the, the comments in context. Now, very important, I'm not taking back the comments, but I do want to put them into, into context here. You know, if, um, I don't know if any of you have seen the uh, new revived um, Mini Cooper, the one that BMW bought a few years back and revived. You know, they made it a sporty car that they charge a huge premium for and roll it out. And just about every 21-year-old wants to buy one and drive it to university. But the point is that that has been an enormously successful car for BMW, right? It's It's been amazing. I mean, if you compare the BMW um, uh, Mini Rover, or Mini as they call it, to the um, Mercedes smart car, Mercedes's response to the you know compact segment, the, the the Mini has basically you know had the smart car for lunch. Now, why am I giving you this analogy? Right, let me explain the analogy. For those of you who watch motor racing, you would know that Michael Schumacher at one point dominated Formula One. He doesn't do it anymore, but he's he's hoping to do it again after he made his comeback. But imagine you gave Michael Schumacher to drive the Mini on the Formula One circuit, what what would his response be? He'd probably laugh at you. I mean, the car is great, but it's not designed for a high-speed, high-performance circuit at that level. Yes, maybe a high-speed, high-performance circuit in a suburb, but not on some of the world's most brutal, grueling, and testing uh, racing circuits around the world. That's the point I'm trying to make about Accenture and Deloitte. When I'm comparing them, I'm comparing against high-end advisory work where you work for the CEO, chairman of the board, board of directors, advising on the most crucial issues that plague a company. Deloitte and Accenture do not excel at that space. They are good at what they do, but what they do is not in that space. And again, the auto example works very well. You know, Ferrari makes cars. The Mini Cooper is a, the Mini is a car as well, but they're different kind of cars for different kinds of purposes. And it's maybe not the best analogy, but I think it works well in the sense that when I take Accenture and Deloitte to task, and I've done it with Ali K as well, all I'm referring to is that. When you compare them in the space where McKinsey, BCG, and in many cases, Bain plays, they don't operate in the same spheres. 
they are both consulting firms, or they're all consulting firms, not both, there's more than two of them, but they're not playing in the same space. So the criticism of Accenture is correct with regards to the fact that it does not play in the pure high-end advisory space with its operations or strategy. Accenture may think they're good at operations. That's not true. They're good at implementation, and they're very good at implementation. And of course, they may win a few projects. And so, I mean, we, we get all these comments from young Accenture graduates telling us about how they've beaten McKinsey and so on. But the, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it with greatest respect. You know, it's like going and asking an associate brand manager at Procter & Gamble what is the future of the fast-moving consumer goods or consumer package industry. You'd never do that, right? So why would you go and ask an analyst in Accenture or a consultant, even a manager in Accenture, who's never worked at McKinsey and BCG and therefore can never compare the differences in quality, but moreover doesn't even understand his own firm enough because he's just a junior person to comment on these firms. I mean, we've been getting a lot of emails recently. We got an email this morning from the Accenture marketing department trying to you know, put together a battle in some of our points. But the, the point we put forward is that you... Sure, you may be the, maybe Kennedy Consulting says you're an up-and-coming firm. Up-and-consulting in which space? And how is Kennedy Consulting or Kennedy Research qualified to, to give this assessment? I mean, there are a bunch of analysts, and some of them, and I think the Kennedy team, most of them have never worked in the high-end advisory firms. So they cannot compare the work. We're not saying Accenture is a terrible firm, no. But we are saying that in the space that we operate, in the space that we, we advise, in the space where McKinsey, BCG, Bain, Rollenberg, and so on operate, Accenture does not operate in that space, nor does it have the tools, value system, and so on to operate in the space. And in fact, one of the things that I found really bizarre is that I did point out how, what a big role the culture of an organization and its partnership model has in driving the right kind of behaviors. And the person I was talking to just didn't understand that. And it made me realize that, you know, it's one thing to have this debate with someone, but they may not be equipped to understand it. So we're not going to be removing the comments we've made about Accenture and Deloitte and so on. We stand by them fully because they are factual. But you must understand that you cannot compare McKinsey and Accenture. They play in different spaces. Everyone wants to be McKinsey. Everyone wants to be like BCG. More so like McKinsey because that's the bigger brand in the ne in the space. But the point is that just because you, you're a car doesn't mean you're a Formula One car that's on the racetrack. You know, there is a market for a Mini. It's a very profitable car. But it's not the only car out there. And I think you have to be comfortable in the space of management consulting in which you operate. And the point I'm trying to make here is that, you know, people get very upset when I make these comments, but the point is we, we are not going to change our comments because they are factual. And I think that's one of the mistakes, and one of the, one of the things I hate about websites like Consulting Magazine, and I'll say that, you know, I've seen the Consulting Magazine awards, and they give an award to everyone. I mean, everyone gets an award. If everyone gets an award, an award means nothing. Um, you know, I've always said to myself, you know, one of McKinsey has made a few missteps in the last few years. And one of the good things they've done is they've never participated in those awards. An award only means something if it's merit-based. If every single company in the world is going to be nominated for an award and win it just to make everyone happy, then an award means nothing. I mean, go and have a look at Consulting Magazine's Top 25 Award. They name everyone. Everyone wins an award. Therefore, no. It's like you know, it's like this new model of outcomes-based education in some schools in the United States. Kids no longer get a trophy for winning. You get a trophy for participating. And unfortunately, participating by itself doesn't make you a great management consultant. So you have to be careful about what you read and what you read about. 
you have to dig behind the scenes. And the point is, you know, we made a decision a long time ago not to accept um, advertising revenue from consulting firms and purely not to even pursue revenue from consulting firms, you know, which gives us the freedom to, 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 to tell things as we see it. And we've worked at a partnership level amongst several of the major firms, including uh, Accenture and Deloitte. Now, we have, some of our investors have worked at those firms, so we have a pretty good understanding of what is there. But the point I want to make is that when you are comparing Accenture, McKinsey, BCG, think of the automotive industry. You get cars for different purposes, right? When George Clooney arrives at the um, Oscars, he's not going to be arriving in a Mini Cooper or a BMW Mini, as they call it these days. Cars are designed for different purposes. Consulting firms serve different purposes in the corporate world. And we primarily operate or interact or engage and advise on firms operating at the highest levels. That's where we operate. That's where we advise people to operate. We're not saying that Accenture is a terrible firm, but we are saying that it is not equipped to operate at that level. It has to change many things to operate at that level. And I think anyone who's worked at Accenture, you know, who has a... Um, open mind about this and is willing to see things for what they are would agree with me. I think it's just the people who have maybe not have worked around and maybe have just bind to what their partners tell them would disagree. But I would encourage you to challenge what you read, but challenge it on a factual basis. I mean, we're not going to publish every single rebuttal if it's a marketing drivel. We're just never going to do that. It, it makes no sense. It wastes time for us to... It actually gives credence to things for us to respond to every single point. We know the person doesn't have the capacity, the exposure, and basically the willingness to see things for what they are. So at the end of the day, to summarize, we think those firms are good at what they do. But they're not good at playing in the high-end advisory space. They don't equip people to do the work. They don't train people to do the work. Their partnership structure, their value system, the conflict of interest model does not encourage them to do things in this way. And we can t I can talk about many examples about people you know, who we've put into these firms, and they'll come back to us and say, you know what, we agree with you. And in fact, we deal with a lot of Accenture people and a lot of Deloitte people, LEK people, AT Kearney people, and so on, who want to leave these firms and go into the and work for McKinsey and Bain and BCG. It's not that these firms are horrible, but they do different things. And if you decide you don't want to do those w the work those firms do and want to do the work the big four do, then you should leave. But firms are designed for different purposes, and you have to understand that when you assess the criteria. Yes, Accenture wins many awards, but by golly, I can't think of many Accenture partners who have gone on to be CEOs of major corporations. Or in that regards, even Deloitte partners. Yes, there are few. There are always a few, right? But if anyone has done even basic scientific analysis or have done any science degree, you would understand that a few data points does not make a trend. And even if you do get a trend, it has to be statistically correct. And even if it is statistically correct, you have to make sure your sample size is correct and your sampling methodology is correct. So it's not enough to just say that, you know what, this partner made it a CIO. So what? Okay, he's an exception to the rule. You know, one Accenture person makes it a CIO. So what? I mean, Deloitte people always tell me, in fact, we had a uh, we had a long discussion with the Chartered, Associ Chartered Accountancy Association of South Africa. We didn't like the comments we made. And they said, well, you know what? Chartered accountants occupy the C-suite of many South African companies. I said, okay, but forget South Africa, you know. That's just one tiny economy ranked 25th in the world. Show us worldwide. And they said, well, you know, the degree is nothing. I said, fine. But the you know, outcomes speak for itself. And then even within South Africa, I mean, the reason why Chartered Accountants occupy the C-suite is because the MBA came to the party late. 
And secondly, most of those who occupy the C-suite through Deloitte do it because of the CFO title. They're designed to be good CFOs. Not in the United States generally, but you know, the rest of the world does look up to chartered accountants to a certain degree. So the co points we're trying to make here is that when you're reading this analysis, you may disagree with us, that's fine. But I want you to be circumspect in what you disagree with us. If it's an emotional disagreement, then don't send us a response. Be analytical in your response. You know, do not try to defend your own decisions. If you make a decision that's emotional, then it's generally a wrong decision. You must never be emotional when you make decisions. Never be emotional when you send emails. The point is, the rankings are the way they are because for the reason. The new rankings will come out soon. Some firms will drop, some will rise, but we can back them up. We've worked in the firms, we advise their people, we train their people, we know the quality of the people. We're not saying we're perfect, but we definitely think our ranking is far more analytical than anything out there in the market. And the fact is that, you know, our ranking is now starting to be used by other corporations, other businesses, and so on. It makes sense. Our ranking is not a marketing exercise. We don't expect everyone to win a prize, you know. This is not kindergarten. You don't win a prize for, for, for just being present. You win a prize for doing the right things at the right time and being true to yourself. If you're a good implementation firm, then say you're a good implementation firm. Don't compare yourself to McKinsey. It just confuses everyone. Well, it doesn't confuse everyone. It confuses yourself and it confuses your employees. And it basically produces a value proposition that you can no longer defend. So... I'm sure many people may disagree with what I have to say, whether that's fine. The truth always hurts, but I would welcome your comments. Thank you.